Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers, your host, here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. Well, it is officially spooky season because October is here. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? We are in the 10th month of the year. How crazy is that? By the way, I thought I got rid of the cricket and either it or its friend has come back. I, I was quiet for days, but no, I have a podcast to uh, record. Oh boy. Well, this week is the least eventful week of the month. Okay. I want you to keep that in mind. <laughs> In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the October overview. This month is a month I've been talking about since 2022. I this is this is crunchy time. It's crunchy time. Have you seen my crunchy merch? I, there's there's a very funny one, funny sweatshirt, and it, it basically said Astro Lori says it's going to be crunchy PTO request. Um. But October is definitely a month of mayhem, but not October 4th. Well, it might be, but not with what's going around on the ticky talkie. Um, these conspiracy theorists are really, really scary to me uh, because and, and actually what's scarier is the people that believe them. Um, I know we want to believe in some kind of evil genius running the show some kind of doctor evil but i'm afraid the reality is is very different there are privileged people there are greedy people but they're really not geniuses you know having money and being a genius are not synonymous okay and we when people feel really really powerless they either look to blame something greater than themselves that may be dishing out the punishment whoops whether that's a god or an evil genius or an elite group a cabal whatever or they seek power themselves and we see that a lot in in the alt-right pipeline in spirituality you have people who you know just just watch witch talk any given day you know, all these people are like, I'm the toughest, baddest ass witch on the planet. And it's like, the most powerful people I know are the most unassuming people I know. Whether it's physical strength or it's metaphysical strength. Because people who are powerful don't have to tell people they're powerful. They just know it and they move about their lives. So... All of these things come from fear and disempowerment. So I'm going to talk about that in the next segment. I'm going to talk about October 4th in specific and what I actually see as a potential happening. And then um, we'll talk about the week starting October 8th, because from October 8th to the 14th, it, it's it's just a lot. It's a lot of astrology and then moving through the rest of the month. So we're going to give your monthly overview. If you're a patron, your mundane outlook will be out this week. Hopefully, hopefully by Tuesday. Um, time, time got away from me. 
October, you know, September was just such a weird month. Um, also in this episode, I'm really excited to announce I've got psychic medium Tracy St. Croix, who is a patron, who is also an amazing professional psychic medium and instructor. And I had her on the show to talk about her perception of things. And by the way, she's friends with Carrie. Don't feel like you have to split your loyalty. We spread the love around here. There's room for everybody. And we talk about that. In fact, Carrie was a guest on Tracy's show. And all those, all her links are in the show notes. So you can check her out when you give her a listen. That's exciting. Um, of course, we're going to talk to the littles and we'll do our patron shout outs because without patrons, there is no me. I really want to encourage you to join the Patreon um, because I give so much content, so much content whether it's the astrological planner with pages at um, most weeks, occasionally a week gets away from me, but the crunch reports, um, the recorded classes that you get, there's so much there. And then beyond that special discounts, special access. So there's all kinds of stuff. And on October is, is it's really a month for radical change radical change inside and out and so we'll be radically changing some things around here in a good way and i think you'll enjoy that um and then we'll do a little bit of astrology q a as well and uh, of course we'll do our patron only episode that'll come out later this week um, and I'm going to talk more now. I already did the, the part two last week. I, I roasted a bunch of people's charts. I think I, I boy, did I have fun. Um, Trump, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, oh God, who else did I do? Um, not Gates. Gates doesn't have a birth time. Um, but he does have some wonky transits. Maybe I'll roast him this week. There's so many people to roast. So many people, so little time. Um, and I even talked a little bit about my opinion on Elon Musk's chart. Notice I haven't used the time that was released and I gave my reasons why, uh, in last week's patron only podcast this week coming up. Um, I'm going to talk about Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm going to do a reading of the Telltale Heart in honor of Spooky Season. And uh, talk a little bit about Edgar Allan Poe's chart. We'll have some Spooky Season patron-only podcasts. So without further ado, let's get this party started. And um, yeah. Oh, here we go. So this week, we're coming off that Aries full moon. We all might feel like we have a little bit of a hangover from it because that was a lot of energy. If you had trouble sleeping, welcome to the club. I'm recording this uh, much earlier on a Sunday night because I have been sleepless in Southern California. Um, just has been... Um, 
wild on the sleep schedule. I got, um, even though I was without sleep, I got out your, your astrology planner patrons. I do have a quick fix though. Uh, Mercury doesn't move into Libra until, uh, the fourth, which is completely applicable to, uh, this segment of the podcast. Cause we're going to be talking about October 4th. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but the, the QAnon types, um, and it's just a whole level of lead poisoning crazy. Um, and it is, I'm not even going to be nice about it, guys. I don't, I don't think we can afford to be nice anymore. There's just, just a lot of imbalance with the line of uh, the lack of any kind of rational logic because they refuse to see that those of us who aren't into playing fascists. Um, I don't like Biden either. You know, he's done an okay job, but it wasn't really hard to follow up after Trump. I mean, you could be a corpse and do better. Um, I, I, policy wise, he's very centrist. He's, he's not a progressive. Um, yes, he is in theory pro labor, but remember he kind of threw the railroad workers under the bus. Um, you know, he's a politician. Okay. But he's, he's just not, he's just not the other guy. Okay. That, that's basically where it lies. There are many other people that, that could probably do a fine job. So these people believe that on October 4th, when the emergency broadcasting system does a nationwide alert on cell phones that it's somehow going to activate the chip from the jab um, and you will have your life force energy sucked away or your brain taken over and you'll become a zombie. I, I am, you guys know me. Like, what does it take for me to be rendered speechless? But I, God, um, no, no, not only is that just like an impossibility, just no, it is important to have a broadcast system because of natural disasters. Okay. If you've ever been in a natural disaster, you will know how important the emergency broadcast system is. Okay, because they, you don't know when an earthquake hits. Tsunamis can be unpredictable. Tornadoes are unpredictable. Landslides are unpredictable. These things are unpredictable. Weather-wise, we are going to continue to see the climate crisis grow. And so having that alert on that day at 2.20 p.m. Eastern... 2.20 p.m. Eastern, not 2.22. Like, ugh, she, she blocked me. I mocked her. I mocked the content creator. I wasn't nice because she's why we can't have nice things. She's making stuff. It was like the worst excuse for astrology. And I'm like, that's why scientists make fun of us. It's people like that. When that is what's more represented out in the world rather than real astrology, that's why we don't get taken seriously. 
it's that kind of BS. And then we have to, it makes our job harder. Casey and I talked about it last week. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop there because I could go down that rabbit hole again. Cause I just get so mad, but the energy of October 4th is interesting. And why is that? Well, and this is, this is some errata for you guys. Um, Mercury moving into Libra, October 4th, not the second. Um, so anytime we have any planet ingress, it, there's, it's signifying a big energy shift. So when it comes to communications, we'll be talking. Now this makes sense. We're probably going to be talking a lot about the Supreme Court because first Monday in October is when they meet. So that's the second of October. By Wednesday, there's going to be probably some kind of scandal or brouhaha or decision or opinion that irritates a lot of Americans. Big surprise. As the French would say, quelle surprise. Um, no, that was not my good French accent. I was being facetious. But we got Mars moving into the square with Pluto. Pluto's still retrograde. The moon is in Gemini. Okay. And it is trying later in the day. It is trying Mars. And so honestly, to me, that looks like something going on in Asia, um, maybe up towards Japan. <clears throat> There's been some Pacific Rim, Northern Pacific Rim seismic activity that has me watching. They've been under 5.0, but I've got my eye on it. This month could be a very seismic month. If there was going to be an earthquake, you know, 6.0 to 7.0, and no, I'm not saying it's going to happen just in the United States. This could be global, could be anywhere. We have listeners in 68 countries. There's more places than just the United States. Um, remember, directionally, it is very difficult to predict. Uh, and I'll keep you guys updated on that. I don't necessarily see it for the first weekend, uh, first week of October, but it's certainly more likely as we head towards, um, like in between the solar and lunar eclipse. So in between the 14th and the 28th. Um, but we could see something on Monday. We could, um, I don't think because we still have Pluto retrograde, um, I don't think it's going to be as big, but it, it, it could be. These things are very, very hard to predict, exceedingly hard to predict. So when we look at earlier in the day, let's look at that 2.20 p.m. time on the East Coast. That means it's 11.20 a.m. Pacific. Uh, so that at that time... Mercury is still in Virgo, which makes total sense for an alert for the emergency broadcasting service. It's an alert. Virgo is a high alert sign. Okay. Libra's a little more like, well, if you feel like it. Um, so, and we do have the moon in an applying, um, trying to Mars. Mars is on the south. No, this is something that's needed to happen for a while and it's finally being done. So that's what's up on deck. But I think we could see some air traffic control issues. I think um, we could see some financial weird news. Um, 
Venus is getting ready to ingress into Virgo, but not just yet. Not this first week. She doesn't do it till the 8th. So I think we're going to see maybe an air accident, like a helicopter accident or issues with air traffic control. Um, this might be more likely, let's see, I think I have this chart set for DC and you, so maybe up like near Northwest Canada, Alaska, maybe like a bush pilot situation. Um, I'm just postulating again, patrons, you'll get your monthly outlook in the headlines. So I think there could be stuff definitely on that day. I think we could see issues with shipping because we still have Mercury in opposition to Neptune. I think we're going to see a breakdown in shipping um, of all kinds, whether it's trucking, marine travel. Um, we could see erosion events. We could see an interesting storm happen. Um, it's, you know, we, it could get really windy that day. And we could see even, you know, like, um, uh, maybe, maybe like San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, BC, up into Alaska, there could be like a stabbing or something that, that makes national news. So those are kind of like the negative events on a positive level of what you, you are able to kind of bust through some old habits, old blocks. This is a month of shedding limitation, shedding your social cultural programming, but that can mean that the conditions around you are stressful because when you're trying to shed that which no longer serves, it sounds great. It sounds so liberating, but when you've never been free, you don't know how to act. So we have that up on deck as well. So my thoughts on October 4th, yeah, no to the going into being brain zombies. Um, it'll be about th those predictions will come true about as easily as the rapture did. Who knows? But yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that didn't happen either. That was the September 23rd prediction they had out there. So uh, that's that for October 4th. Now let's look at the rest of the month. Okay, so I'm going to take the next 10 minutes to look at the, the rest of the month. So on October 8th, Venus ingresses into Virgo. So it might almost feel like things calm down just a little bit, at least for a week or so, um, because the Venus and Leo squaring off with the Taurus placements was a bit much. It, it was a bit much. It was a bit stressful. And if you have Leo or Taurus placements, you will be greatly relieved to have this go away. You're like, you'll be like, oh, good. It's gone. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Um, and you don't have to. It's all done, pumpkins. It's all done. Astro Mama says that is almost done. It's done on the 8th. Uh, but then Pluto goes direct and it goes direct on October 10th. It goes direct on October 10th. And on the 12th, we have Mars entering Scorpio. The On October, let's go back to, uh, oh, by the way, Venus enters Virgo into a direct opposition with Saturn. 
what do I think I see with this? I, th I think I see a lot of issues with the healthcare system. Um, I found out today on TikTok when I made this prediction on a TikTok, uh, one of the commenters said they got a text from Kaiser because they're a Kaiser patient, Kaiser Permanente, and they said, hey, uh, make sure you order any prescriptions, etc., because October 4th is a planned strike at Kaiser. And so, but that didn't go out to the general public. That just went out to patients. And so they had, they were informing me that my prediction was correct. And so that's what we can expect. We're going to see um, some real issues in healthcare. On top of it, COVID's going to expand. I mean, it already is expanding. Um, beyond getting the booster, you still need to wear your mask. It's not enough to have a booster. The booster mitigates things. It prevents serious complications. The mask helps not spread anything to anybody else and helps you mitigate against getting COVID. And you want to use a good mask, a tight fitting mask, not just like surgical masks we know are not the answer. A KN95 or, or something like that. And there are scientists who will give you just directions on that. I am not one of those, but I'm just saying that's how we we deal with things. I'm very concerned about the level of denial out there. There are more we're going to hear more and more studies come out about the risk to cardiovascular health, neurological health, the the risks of long covid, what it means for us long term. And people, you know, come on, kids are involved here. You know. So, so we start <laughs> we start the second week of October with that. And then we have, and we could also see some um, issues with erosion, uh, planning commissions, like subdivisions, construction, um, and in farmland as well. October 10th, Pluto is direct, and it's when it stations direct, it's in a square with Mars. This is very volatile. We could see big infrastructure failures. This is big bada boom big bada boom i wrote a free post on patreon kind of talking about some of what i think is happening it's a light overview um here i'll show you what i do, 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 do. i'll show you. you can i'm not doing this one on video i am not camera ready i look like a bag lady no i'm not being mean to myself i am unshowered in my sweats haven't slept but i need to get this done so it's out to you tomorrow so the post is called Farewell September, October Surprises to Come. It's a free post on Patreon. If you want to check me out, you can. By the way, if you enjoy listening to podcasts, make sure you're subscribed on whatever listening service you're on. Um, let's see. So I wrote, the, the October astrology is pretty wild as we have Venus finally exiting Leo and out of the square with Uranus. It might also seem boring for a second as the celebrity scandals died down just a skosh. Never fear, Pluto stations direct the second week of October and things get more intense. Yeah, retrogrades are never the problem, especially when we're discussing the, tr the transpersonal or outer planets. When the planets are all direct, like in January, Things get a little timey-wimey. And that's me playing it down. It, it gets wild when everything's direct. Mars will slide into Scorpio in October and people will need to chill out a little. But they won't. 
There will be skullduggery, intrigue, murders, and all manner of international intrigue. Do not be surprised to see oligarchs fall off roofs in Russia or ex-CEOs have accidents in China and Taiwan or both. Now, that doesn't mean anything is going to happen to you. I'm talking about big picture, collective, unconscious stuff. On an individual level, you know, you live your day-to-day life often truly unfazed or not as impacted as the media would want you to feel. You're obviously impacted by the economy. But there's stuff you can't do anything about. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you know, we could all chase windmills if we wanted. So what can you do? You put your attention on you, what moves you forward, what gives you peace, be as involved as you can afford to be for your mental health, and just take one step at a time. It's all you can do. It's all you can do. And you can have a very liberating month. So, you know, and of course we have our eclipses. Okay. We have our eclipses in October. So we have right before the annular solar eclipse that is visible throughout the Southwest and West of the United States. Which makes it, remember, if it's visible, there's a malefic impact. This is probably to do with climate change. We may see late season fires. We could see big windstorms come in. And the energy rings out over six months. It's not just like a, oh, that day thing. So, but it could also be changes in leadership in lots of different ways. So it'll be very fascinating to see what happens. Um... But again, that rings out over time. It doesn't mean like, oh, they're keeling over. No, it doesn't. It it could be over time. So let me get back to my handy dandy calendar. So remember, we have the annular eclipse on the 14th. Now, if you're not a world leader, a CEO, and I, I explain this every damn time, if you're not a big wig, you don't have to worry as much about the malefic impacts except for the environmental factors around you, okay? So on a personal level, this could be an accelerant, an accelerant to moving faster in your personal or professional goals, depending on where this hits your chart. Now, if you are a patron, next week's part two special patron only episode is all about how to use the energy of the annular solar eclipse, which is a new moon. Okay. So, and I'm giving you what I do. Okay. It's not do as I say, not as I do. No, I'm, I'm giving you what I do. Okay. And if you get horoscopes and above, you got your planner and you've got your affirmations for the new moon and you've got your activities for the full moon. Yes, do them, even though it's an eclipse. So there's that. Then we get a week of where we're just dealing with this wild energy and there's going to be weirdness on the lunations. And then on the 22nd, we have the sun and Mercury moving into Scorpio both on the same day. You know, that doesn't often happen, having the sun and Mercury move in on the same day. Mercury's only ever 28 degrees away from the sun. So it's often in the same sign, but for them to ingress at the same time, you know, that doesn't, that happens, but it doesn't happen all that often. So that's kind of cool. So we have Scorpio season begin right ahead of that 
lunar eclipse on the 28th. And of course, it's in Taurus, right? Because the full moon is always opposite the sun, right? And so there's just a lot of intensity because we'll have, you know, planets meeting up with Mars um, ahead of that full moon. And that's going to be very interesting when it comes to the economy, food production. Um, we may even, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I'll talk more about that. Remember, every week I give you the rundown. So don't worry. And again, if you are a patron, then the 23rd of October's podcast is going to be all about the lunar eclipse, right? So there we go. We have coffee with Lori on the 29th. But yeah, it's an intense month. So go easy on yourself. Go easy on yourself. All right. That's what's up. Should you freak out? Should you? Should you? No. No, you should not. All right. Patron shoutouts. Well, there's the music. I want to give a big shout out to all of our newest patrons. If you're having trouble accessing any of the discords, make sure you message me directly on Patreon. If you get the phone app, you can chat there as well. Uh, let's see. Our newest patrons, Becky R. Vieira, 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 Nelly, Susan, Irby, Hector, Aine or Ain? Ain? I am probably butchering your name. <clears throat> it's me, Kimmy, 2021. Uh, Lucid Evolution, Ms. Christie, Melissa, Leslie, Nicole, Alyssa, Brandy, Kristen, Adele, Bethany, Jessica, Rosemary, Dallas, Jade, Bay, Michelle. Eli, I met you at Coffee with Lori. That's why I love Coffee with Lori. I get to meet people. Thank you for coming. Sarah, Irene, Mike, and C. It is so good to meet you all. So good to meet you all. Um, thank you for joining the Patreon. Alrighty. So, your special spooktacular savings will come out this week just letting you know. And I am going to be teaching a very cool class about how to work with healing your money issues by understanding your astrology chart. And we're going to do that um, at the end of October, um, possibly on the day of the lunar return or of the lunar eclipse, because that would be the perfect day to do it to help release those blocks and, and learning how that, that information in your astrology chart gives you the roadmap and the blueprint to being understanding enough for you, what it means to have enough, how to be comfortable and how to stop getting in your own way, how to deconstruct from the social cultural programming that can keep you stuck. Um, we're not going to get rid of money anytime soon and we kind of need it for rent and food and all that fun stuff. So none of you are going to end up greedy by the end of it. 
but just knowing how to navigate your own um, your own abundance switch. You know what is abundance, and you can be you, you know, abundance isn't just money. Abundance could be peace, you know, inner peace, um, having a lo- enough friends, a sense of enoughness, satisfaction. So if you are a patron, stay tuned because you guys always get your special juicy discounts. And if you are not a patron, why the heck not? Join us. You sponsor the podcast. You learn all about astrology. You get cool horoscopes. I give you crunch reports. I I don't know why you would join. But alrighty, righty, Thank you, patrons. And now it's time for a littles shout out. Well, this shout out is for Arlo and I have to apologize to you, Arlo. I have not been live streaming and you have been missing your countdown jam. I hope you like the music I picked for your shout out. I was thinking of what could be a jam that could be jazzy you could dance to. So uh, I want to thank you for listening and enjoying this alongside your mom. It's pretty fun to share activities with other people. In fact, some of our best ideas happen when we are in conversation with other people, right? You know, you have your idea, they have their idea, then it's like peanut butter and chocolate and get mixed up together and you're like, by gosh, that's a good thing. And if you one person kept their peanut butter to themselves and or the other person kept their chocolate to themselves, we wouldn't have Reese's peanut butter cups, which we all know is one of the better Halloween candies other than Kit Kats. But see, that's a cookie and chocolate. It's a collaboration. It's a coming together of two great things that go great together. Right? Yeah. Or, you know, cookies and milk. Notice some of the best things in life are paired up. And that's kind of the energy of the the next couple of weeks for us. We, we want to not get stuck on whose idea is what and how we want to look at how can we bring good ideas together? How can we work together instead of constantly seeing who's right, who's wrong? If we can come up with solutions together, because it doesn't really take a very smart person to see problems. Have you noticed that? Anybody can see, oh, look, it's broken. The really smart person says, well, I know how to fix it, or even better, you know, I can make another one that might not break so easy. See? It's really important to be able to explore our ideas with other people and to collaborate. And I think that's what we need to practice a little bit. Hmm. I think I'm going to take my own advice. See, Arlo, you helped me out. You helped me come up with some ideas. You didn't even know. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful week and keep dancing. All right, I have the wonderful Tracy St. Croix, who is a medium and intuitive instructor 
Welcome, Tracy. Thank you for having me, Lori. Hi, everybody. So we've got you on because it's a spooktacular episode. Uh, one of the things you also do is you 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 do some ghost hunting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And being What's a medium, we, I really don't have to hunt. It's more like right? a trap. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> How loud does it get when you go to one of those haunted mansions or places that you go to? Sometimes it can get, it can get pretty, it can get pretty darn what I like to call, there's a lot of people at the party, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's, and, and it is a lot of, you know, focusing in on one link, shutting everything off. I, I can tell you when I went to New Orleans in, in August, I had a really hard time at the haunted hotel that we stayed at. That was a hard time trying to go to sleep with all the noise. Oh, wow. Yeah. So was it just a big, you know, like a big uh, cacophonous sound or like, how did you experience that? Because I think different people experience these things in their own perceptual ways. So how does, how does it work for you? So with this experience, and I knew right away the part of this hotel that I was staying at, I got right away, I was like, used to be military here and this used to be a military hospital and I just kept thinking please God don't put me in the morgue um, where mm. the morgue used to be at and it was not but I could tell there was there was it was a military hospital and when I was laying there and you know setting my boundaries and being like you know this is you know I paid for this room you know kick rocks mm -hmm. get on mm -hmm. out still it was kind of like it was like almost as if like somebody would come in the room and be like, oh, hey, you're here. And then try to mm -hmm. talk to me. And I'm like, gone, you know, like leave. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else would or sometimes they would come in pairs. And I just had mm -hmm. to just kept, re you know, setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so it was um, more intrusive mm -hmm. than like a cacophony of people around. OK, me. OK. That's cool. Yeah. So now you tell us about how you how you work and what you do. I could I could ask you tons of questions, but I could just ask you also tell us about you. We've been friends for a while now. So and I do go to Tracy for for mediumship. So I don't bring people on here that I don't know what they do. So Tracy, tell us what you do. So what I do um, <laughs> with the mediumship is I am able to connect with your loved ones, your friends, your family, and help to achieve peace, closure, or whatever it is that you're looking for. And mm -hmm. the way that I do that is the simplest explanation is that I just kind of open myself up to what I call the spirit world and I set my intentions and I just allow them to blend with my energy and start to use my signs and my symbols, my own lexicon that spirit mm -hmm. has to communicate with, right? Like mm -hmm. I have a lot of symbols that I know when they show me something, um, I know what's going on. Like when I hear squealing tires, I know there's something to do around vehicles. 
things like that. So they've got a lot to choose from to help communicate who they are, how mm -hmm. they know this person, and what the message is. So they start to use all of of the all of my clairvoyant, my clairsentient, clairaudient, all of it mm -hmm. to help communicate to the the sitter in front of us mm -hmm. accurately. And right. so I was trained. I think a lot a lot of people who know me know this is that um I'm kind of a snob when it comes to training and development of mm -hmm mediumship or intuitive abilities and mm -hmm. um when i got voluntold that this was what i was going to do <laughs> i said okay you know you win i said but if i'm going to do this i will not accept anything but the best of the best training that's it mm -hmm. and i ended up over at arthur finley college of psychic sciences the real Hogwarts. And hey, it's no, just I went to Hogwarts. London. Mine was in the movie. No, I'm kidding. Teasing. Oh, oh, yeah. you can go to the real one, my darling. It's real. A real castle haunted that you stay there, you learn there, you play there. Cool. Comes complete with a graveyard and everything. Oh, wonderful. Oh, yes. You want to talk about paranormal activity. Um, so that is where, you know, the British know what they're doing at the spiritualist um, yeah. churches when it comes to training mediums. So that's where yep. I got the bulk of my development from is from uh, the spiritualist churches to be able to give evidence, understand ethics, responsibility, mm -hmm. all of mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, that's very cool. And you also do, so you do your mediumship uh -huh. um, and then you do psychic readings. Yes. And how do those differ? So like when okay. I come to you, I mean, you might be tapping into my dead relatives, but um, can we explain to the listeners, like, what's the difference? That is a very good question. A lot of people don't know that there is an actual difference between there psychic is. and mediums. Mm -hmm. Yep. So an easy statement to understand is all mediums are psychic. Yep. Not all psychics are mediums. Yep. So psychic work involves our physical world, right? Our finances, our romances, the honey, mm -hmm. the money, our career, our relationships, our health, um, our animals. A lot of the physical world information is, is going to be dealing with psychic information, right? Mm -hmm. Personal development. Mm -hmm. Mediumship is connecting with the a soul. Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, soul spirit, mm -hmm. that is disincarnate, which means they are no longer in their physical body here on this earth, to be able to blend with them and accurately bring forth information. 
it's two, it's two different energies that you're working with. Psychic energy to me has always been more earthly bound energy Mm -hmm. and mediumship has always been more of tuning into um, a higher vibration because Mm -hmm. with spirit, not having, being a non-physical, right. And Mm -hmm. they're just, they're hanging out in their soul, right. They're flying Mm -hmm. around, they're doing whatever, Mm-hmm. You know, they're high vibe. So for them to communicate, they got to kind of lower their vibrations and become a little bit more dense. And mm-hmm. then we as humans need to raise our vibration to meet them mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. The high vibes thing. The high vibes so, thing. Agreed. Exactly. Okay. And and just a tip out there for our listeners. Um if somebody says that, you know, they're psychic and a medium, you, you can always ask them, where did you get your training from? Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel mm-hmm. comfortable with that answer, you always have the right to say, okay, thank you and move along. Yeah, exactly. And it, it is important to make sure that you're with somebody who knows what they're doing because yeah. There's a huge difference and there's a lot of damage done by the fraud. So that's why you see those of us who are the real deal on the ticky talky or the Facebooky or the Instagrammy absolutely frustrated up to the eyeballs sometimes and be like, why are they so upset? Because we know the damage it does to people. Yeah. I do. I can't, I can't tell you, Lori. I mean, I don't, you know, I know you've had a lot of people. I've had a lot of people, I mean, literally mm-hmm. come to me in tears yeah. Because of what some, you know, no talent hack told them. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And usually it yeah. has to do around something fearful. Always. And or their trauma. Uh huh. You know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll play on your fear, your trauma, mm-hmm. and then they'll take your wallet. Oh, yeah. 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 So don't get me started only- on that, Lori. Oh God, I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to switch us over because we could probably just bitch and kvetch about that all day long. I know. Um, So fun fact about Tracy, because I have her astrology chart up in front of me because her birthday's (laughs) coming up October 13th, Friday the 13th. And you were born on a Friday the 13th, right? Explains a lot. Right? Yes. Yeah. You're a spectacular person. When I, I the am. first time I read your chart, I was like, so you've always been psychic, you know, like you were born with the Claire's, you know, it, it's just so freaking evident in your chart. It, it's Carrie and you both, I, you know, cause I've had Carrie on this show. You both just, it's just like, it's in neon and it's like flashing. It, it, there's no second guessing it. it. It's just, yes. Hello. There you are. Um, that's why I love how you said you were voluntold. I love that voluntold. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause you were born to do this and, and it's very, very clear in your chart. Um, what are you planning to do to celebrate that this yawn birthday is up? You know, I usually try to go and do something a little spooky with my friends, even if it's just um, walking around um, some of the hot, you know, paranormal spots here in town Mm -hmm. or, you know, 
Um, there was a couple of seances going on, but the tickets sold out, so I was bummed. I wanted to oh, get no. to a seance. So That's I usually like to do something obviously spooky around this time of year. I love my fellow Scorpio risings. Yeah. True story. When I was in high school, like my senior year, I asked a boy out that I had known all through high school um, to go out on a date with me because if I didn't ask, nobody was asking me. It just mm -hmm. wasn't happening. And so he decided to take me to see Angel Heart, the movie. Do you remember that? It's a really creepy film set in New Orleans and it had Lisa Bonet in it. And, I'm oh, it was, a, it was yeah. It's a it, if you want to watch a good spooky movie, that was it was a pretty good one, and I enjoyed it because again, Scorpio Rising, and and then he took me to a cemetery to freak me out. I made him cry. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> Scorpio Risings and cemeteries. It's like yes, it was late. I know. I keep I, yeah. I keep thinking, let's have a picnic. Right, exactly. You know, that's what people used to do anyway. Zombies aren't real people. Well, there is a form of zombie. But it's not the kind you think of. But it usually involves different herbal structures and stuff. So, but anyway, I digress. So, now you mentioned training. You train people and and <clears throat> With people being so interested in this and wanting to know, like, I get asked all the time and I answer the question all the time, but, but people ask, how do I know the difference between, you know, anxious thoughts or intrusive thoughts and my intuition? Um, you've got some classes coming up. Is that something you're going to cover? Oh, yes. I definitely will be covering a lot of, you know, psychic information versus our fears, our doubts, our mm -hmm. insecurities. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What you know, the difference between that information medium ship. One of the things that you will learn in my classes is understanding how your mechanics work, because nice. how your mechanics work are going to be completely different than everybody else's. Mm -hmm. I love that you said you have your own lexicon, because I always tell people our perceptions are unique and individual. Mm -hmm. And so interpretation can vary and you have to look at language and the, the more you know about the more you can know the better you can be and when you said you have your own signs your own symbols i know john edward does too mm -hmm. as he talks about it in his things you know i think anybody who does this has their own you know and so I, is that something like now i know this is beginner work is that something they learn at the beginning level or you just what are they learning so at, at the beginning at mediumship, what I'm really, and it's only a three, it's a three week long class, but we're going to be together for, for six hours, six plus hours mm -hmm. total. Um, so what we're going to learn is first, you got to learn how to link, right? Before we even mm -hmm. worry about the lexicon and the information and the, who, mm -hmm. who do we have and who they belong to, mm -hmm. we're going to learn how to calm that nervous system down. Mm -hmm. because mediumship is is a passive thing it's mm -hmm. not an active you mm -hmm. got to be kind of chill out and we learn how to do that we learn how to link and then we learn how to get you know 
the four or five most pertinent pieces of information because if the sitter in front of you doesn't know who you're talking to, you're literally just making up a story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're going to learn that. And then in my other classes, we talk more about developing your own lexicon and developing your symbols and everything like that. The beginning class is just about like, I really want you to build a trust with yourself and the spirit mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which can be tricky. Very. Even if you're born with all the clairs, because society and what have you, I know I spent what from like 17 to 21 really fascinated by like reading or I was like I spent an entire day when some are reading through this how to read or or see aura books or read auras, and I got to the middle of the book and I was like oh I do that all the time I thought it, that was just my bad eyesight it's not it's a thing spent a lot of time with that but you don't know how to trust it if you don't have training and also when you're playing with energy if you if you're afraid that that yeah. is not a good thing yeah and that's and that's part of what with either the mediumship development or the psychic development classes mm -hmm. we're going to talk about you know what is what is your fears you mm -hmm. know um because i don't know anybody who isn't intuitive every everybody is absolutely. born with some kind of intuitive knowing absolutely um, Absolutely. and can't be developed if you so choose to do so, mm -hmm. but yeah, mm -hmm. we're going to work through, um, your fears because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. part of what I tell people is you psychic development really isn't psychic development. It's really about developing a trust with yourself, mm, which beautiful. this culture mm -hmm. does not cultivate or advocate. Well, you don't make a lot of money out of people who trust themselves. Exactly. Except you do. You do. And that's what it's so short-sighted to keep people in fear because like you and I, we read for each other. I go, yeah. I, I go to, um, I go to a lot of different people. One, you don't have perspective on your own stuff. Exactly. Right. So that's why we yeah, life, work with each other. Yeah, life gets suction cup to our face sometimes, as one mentor told me. <laughs> right? That's a really good way. Yeah. I, I mean, even when I read for my daughter, I have to step back, like, from the chart and go, I have to read you like any other client. Hang on a second. And I literally just kind of wipe the slate inside my head. Yeah. And, go, and, that, and that's something that... Yeah. Yeah, that's something that I have to, you know, that in psychic development will will go over is, you know, mm -hmm. how to back up from your own energy and how to how to maybe tune into like, ooh, I got skin in the game in this one. I got to back mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing. Yeah. So understanding your own biases, understanding. Now, I learned that in to become a political analyst because you have to step back from your beliefs there's a lot that don't and we see the results but I had a very 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 good head of my department who just reamed me <laughs> until I did it right um but but people don't realize their religious bias or even religious training even if they left somewhere and so 
I'm sure you'll have those discussions or that's part of the fears and stuff. Um, uh, when do these classes start, Tracy? October. October. So there, there's a couple of them. I've got, um, they're, they're running multiple times through October through December. So there's a class, there's two classes that start in, in October. There's another one that starts in November and there's a couple more that are going to be starting in December. And, and depending on the feedback, it'll definitely go into next year and, you know, fingers crossed applesauce to be able to start a really good online practice circle. Oh, nice. That's great. Those are yeah. needed. Absolutely. It's always, and it's fun to be with people who do what you do too. Um, I'll get that into the show notes so people know where to find you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What else? What do you think? Oh, you've got some cards. So this I... month, as, as I've been telling everybody in the podcast, this month is a bit of a, a caca show. <laughs> remember we've been watching our language because of the littles so um but but what what is what what are you going to tell us about it what what is the thing we most need to focus on to stay even this month that is full of wild energy so we'll just ask spirit what does everybody out there in the collective need to know about staying grounded and feeling empowered the month of October. It's all about the questions that you ask, guys. It's all Um, about the mm, question. Absolutely. The quality of the question always determines the the quality of the outcome. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So let's just see on this. So we're going to tell quite, oh, 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 darling. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed. Indeed, you are correct, Lori, about your forecast. (laughs) Okay, so we have overall, you guys, it is about, it is about um, analysis paralysis is the theme for this month that we are going to be looking at. And when Mm -hmm. we're in analysis paralysis, spirit is saying that is because of perceived fears. So false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. So that thought of you know, I'm not going to get something I want or somebody's going to take something I have. Mm -hmm. This is what spirit is saying that we are going to be asked to step back from Mm -hmm. and ask yourself a question. Is it real? Mm -hmm. Is it true? Mm -hmm. Do you want it to be true? Because what by the end of the month, collectively, we got loyal heart in protection which talks about if we're able to see kind of what I like to say is rise above the fray and see kind of past what either your fears, the media, whoever is trying to get you to look at, you're going to see what's really loyal to you. And that could be starting to trust your intuition by taking one of my classes or (laughs) listening to a few more Lori's podcasts. You're going to start to see what is loyal to you. And yeah. saying, you know, maybe, you know, this job isn't, isn't doing it and I need right. to look somewhere else that's going to value me right. or my right. partner, you know, um, you know, can't seem to make a decision moving forward and it's causing me a lot of fear. So I need to sit down and have a heart to heart, a loyal heart to heart and see, are we going to be able to make it? Mm-hmm. 
So this month, you guys stay out of analysis paralysis, make some choices and, you know, the fear is false. Yeah. And no decision is a decision. So if, if you're like, you know, if you're stuck in analysis paralysis, you're making a decision and mm -hmm. your decision is to be uncomfortable and you can mm -hmm. bitch and whine and moan to the whole wide world. Right. right. And this story is going to be around all like uh, changes that mm -hmm. change fast, quick, unexpected changes in the wind. <laughs> oh, both and, literally and figuratively, because it's well, gonna be literally and because what I see yeah. in my head and what I see is 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 I see messy desk like somebody opens a window and all the papers go everywhere. So that mm -hmm. tells me there's something in the business finance world that's going to be stirred up. Like information is going to be put out there and it's all going to be for the world to see. Oh, big time. More than one. I think we're going to see a big bank. I think we're going to see commercial real estate. Yeah. We yeah. we already know this. And I think that this has to do around the the, you know, the Cheeto man, too. Uh, oh, he gets so like it, it has only just begun for him. Oh, I love that for him. God, do it's I love that? It's only just begun to suck. <laughs> <laughs> Am I unbiased there? No, because I have loathed that man since I was in high school. He fooled no yeah. one, he just encouraged the egregious. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I think that's going to come apart. And, and even in your per, even in your personal life, you might be feeling that analysis paralysis because you feel a shift, you know, a change mm -hmm. in the wind, something's coming and you're getting scary because mm -hmm. I'm going to lose what I want. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, what I, you want isn't always what you need. Exactly. I'm a Scorpio rising so I understand the concept of not letting go of something that didn't have some claw marks on it, right? But this month, it's going to be let it fly in the wind. I'm a Scorpio raising too, but the universe beat me up. So I'm really good at letting go of stuff now. Sometimes Except I, I, bad it astrologers. depends on what it is. Except bad yeah. astrologers. I can't let that go. I may have to. Actually, I do. I block them now. I just block them because it's a lot of distraction. So guys, Tracy is, she doesn't even know what I've talked about because we're recording this separately from the rest of the podcast. So she has no idea how she lined up with everything I've already talked about. But that's how it works. Yes. That's how it works. This has been fun. It is fun. I'm glad I got you on here. I want to have you on again. We'll catch up again. Maybe, maybe after. Actually, maybe we'll we'll catch up in like um, November. Talk about your classes and what's going on. Oh yeah. So I mean, I I'm excited. I love teaching. I love being able to send people out into the world with confidence and clarity to be able to seek another mentor out or take another class with me. It's just mm -hmm. it's, it just gives me the zingers. Well, and you're a hell of a teacher. Again, I'm looking at your chart right now and you got Jupiter in Leo in your ninth house. And so 
um, you have a broad spectrum approach to teaching. I do broad spectrum and you love it. I mean, it literally lights your heart up all the way. And, and it wasn't an easy thing for you to step into right away. It, 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 it was kind of scary for you to start, but once you got rolling, you realized how much it fed you. And I mean, like in the heart space, it's a beautiful. Oh yeah. I was very scared to start. Mm -hmm. I I was scared a lot to do a lot of things to, you know, put a Mm -hmm. shingle out and and tell people I was doing Mm -hmm. readings or let alone start Mm -hmm. teaching. But, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I like to give people information and I like to say, you know, now go out and seek more from somebody else. You need more than one mentor. Absolutely. That's exactly what I tell my apprentices all the time. Go learn from other people, all the different things you can learn. Go listen to other podcasts, go read books, you know, go find them. You have to, I studied under some great astrologers, you know? So, um, it's important and, and they all had different ways of doing it. And then you just glean through, you know, so absolutely. Well, I'm excited for you. You have great stuff coming up now. You also have a podcast. Yes, I do. I do. It's called. Of, of course, it's out of spooky season, so it's called Haunted Road Trip Show, awesome. and uh, you can find it on all of your preferred networks, and if you would like to see the actual video of it, you can go and watch that all on YouTube, where I go live and do live premieres and answer questions afterwards, and awesome. you just have a lot of fun. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, before we end though, I have a really quick question. Go for it. So do you think, and this, I'm just asking your opinion. I have no skin in this game, but do you think there's a difference between spirit when you're connecting and what people think of as a ghost as compared to a poltergeist? How would you describe and define those? Okay. So the difference between a poltergeist spirit and spirit okay and a so, ghost and a ghost a ghost and spirit okay yeah Ooh, ooh, complicated answer okay so when i say i connect with spirit that is typically unless we're talking about guides or you know angels or whatever typically that is going to be you know the soul of of a loved one of mine of, of somebody else's um there's, you know, and that would be small s. Big S spirit to me would be the same as somebody saying God or higher power or universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a ghost is, well, it could be two things. It could be that leftover residual energy that you're seeing of, of somebody who did something all the time, walk up and down a hallway or walk up mm-hmm. and down the stairs or made a certain noise with their feet every night. That mm-hmm. could be, that's one form of a ghost. That would mm-hmm. be residual energy. Another form, I really like to say they're more spirit than, than actual, like, I, I don't know. I guess the terminology could get so messed up because there, there's intelligent haunts and then there's residual mm-hmm. intelligent haunts are going to mm-hmm. interact with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then poltergeist, 
I've always had a sense that poltergeists were actually not a spirit. I've always mm-hmm. entertained, I've, I've always felt like some kind of anger energy yeah. left over. Something that there's something else going on there besides an angry spirit. And what mm-hmm. that exactly is, is going to differ from, from case to case, right? Mm-hmm. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, the essence of everybody's collective energy left over there, I, you know? Yeah. But you can set boundaries. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, now for certain, I would not, I, I, I would not want poltergeist activity in my home. No, ma'am. Even though I, I did have some very interesting paranormal activity that I'll have to make a podcast about in my own home that took me a while to figure out. Yeah. I took it there a in college and I stayed in a room with a poltergeist. Nobody had made it more than two weeks. And the deal was through the college, through the university itself, was if you could stay there for an entire quarter, you could then get room for free in a different room. I was a broke college kid. You did it. I did it. Yeah. It scared the living crap out of me. What happened? Do tell. It threw my glasses across the room. Like this is at night, right? And you would feel like it was anger and malevolence. And the university I went to had been the Royal Masonic School for Boys in Bushy and Hertfordshire in England. And um, so it's in the second Harry Potter movie. And um, there was a morgue there too because of TB. Shout out to John Green. Um, but, and that was not the room I stayed in that, that, that was another building in the back. And I knew it because again, I didn't have any, I was a teenager. Um, but I knew that that building always gave me the, oof, the ick. Um, but this, this energy in this room was, it was very uncomfortable. You could feel it when you walked in and then at night, when I would just put my head down on the pillow, something of mine would fly across the room from mm. my desk, my lipstick, my glasses. There was, I wasn't touching anything. I'm laying down on the bed. My radio would fritz off. And I wasn't going to lose the damn bet. And so I would put the covers over my head and I would sing songs because I didn't know I could just be like hey you can't you know and finally after about a month of this I got really frustrated because I was really tired I had a heavy course load and I just didn't have the time or freaking patience for the bs anymore and I went from being afraid to angry myself at it. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, get over yourself. Leave me alone. I'm tired of this. You're just Mm -hmm. a problem person. Leave me alone. And I just gave it a lecture and it cooled off a little bit. It still made the radio fritz, but it started to diminish. And it's because I stopped being afraid. I stopped feeding it. Yes. Yes. 
I don't know that, that I cleared the room entirely. I don't know how, but other people could stay there after I did it. How weird, huh? And I knew none of this. This I had, well, I had read theosophy and I didn't know I was a metaphysician though. I just, you know. Wow. I was steeped in it, but I didn't know it. It hadn't dawned But on that me. just goes to prove for all of you out there that boundaries do work. Yes, they do. Yeah. And yeah, I, 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 I've had to set boundaries with that before. Don't touch my mm -hmm. stuff. Don't turn mm -hmm. things on. Don't don't touch me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't know that I could do that on purpose though. So I didn't know what worked yeah. and that's why training is so important. Guys. Oh, God, so I, I would have saved myself years of trial and error because there were also ghosts because we would hear, and this is more like you were talking about. It's almost like it's like um, on loop, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we would hear horses hoofs at night on the cobbles. And you would see here, it's like maybe on a full moon night, you know, um, I'd lean out my window and I'd see somebody from another house because houses are an English boarding school thing. So I was in G house and I could see somebody in a house leaning out their window too. And we all heard it. We'd be like, you heard that? Yeah, I heard that. Okay. So it wasn't, you know, you know, we'd be like, alrighty. Um, so there were differences. So, which I had already seen dead people as a kid. So, you know, I mean, yeah, like, walk out of my closet and crap. But I, I honor my mediums and my psychics. I wouldn't want to be a medium. It's too emotional for me. I have a hard time it's separating that out. Yeah, it is a lot. I get enough in astrology readings, but um, I think because of, of a lot of if if you're trauma if you're qualified or you're trained very mm -hmm. well because um of the trauma that I had growing up, I learned how to mm -hmm. compartmentalize very very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I use that mm -hmm. skill in mediumship. Mm -hmm. I do that in astrology, but for some reason, I have a really hard time doing that when it's around grief. And I think that's because my Venus is in the eighth house. Ah, and yes. so grief gets expanded yes. and, yeah. and and don't be afraid to have grief in an astrology reading. Cause that's, it's, it's a different part of the brain that you're using, but, um, but yeah, it's the same reason I didn't become a therapist. Yeah, so, so there's all kinds of things that people don't know about this world. And you get to discover here on the Awake Space Astrology Podcast and Haunted Road Show and with people like Miss Carrie and Miss Tracy and my astrologers. We There's so many talented people. And if you like Miss Carrie Wilson, she is an upcoming guest on one of my podcasts, y'all. So, Oh, my God. Yes. See, we support one another. Yes. This goes yes. back to your cards that that fear of oh no there's not enough room there's so much room for all of us There's a lot of room we even helped her get to a thousand on TikTok I got her yes. to go live with me the other night Awesome So if you like me and Carrie go follow us and Casey too she's on TikTok we often support each other on each other's lives Absolutely absolutely Absolutely. There is always room to support one another. And we need that with the Pluto and Aquarius era coming up. I'm well, excited about Tracy, it. right. Me too. Me too. Woo. All right, ma'am. 
I will have all of your information in the show notes so people can find you and hear your cool stories and see your cool shows. Cause Tracy does cool stuff. You guys need to, you guys need to keep an eye on her. She is awesome. So until next time, madam. I just love Tracy. Tracy and I have been friends for about three years now. And, you know, one of the things I love about being in this industry is there are so many heartfelt people coming from different perspectives, but at the essence, all doing the same job, uplifting people, connecting people with their truth, connecting people to to things that help find closure, connecting people uh, to the very best selves. And, and Tracy is definitely de- dedicated to that. Don't you just love that she had Miss Carrie on her podcast? I can't wait till that airs. That's exciting. I know I'm tuning in. And if you don't know who Miss Carrie is, Miss Carrie Wilson is an amazing um, evidential medium. And she, she was on the podcast um, about a month ago or so. And she is, well, actually, it might have been a couple of months ago. But anyway, she was on the podcast. Oh, my God. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Do, 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 do. Oh, it sure do. It sure do. Um, Speaking of, our listens keep going up. We hit 2,500 listens in the first seven days of the podcast, guys. That that's outstanding. That's outstanding. We're well on our way towards being in the top 3% of podcasts globally. That's just, it's huge. So to every one of you listening, thank you. Um, I got asked a question the other day. Do you like, they're like, do you get compensated for every listen? No, I do not. Um, I get compensated for the ambassador ad. Um, it, it's a very small amount of money. Um, as my mom says, well, that'll buy you some coffee. And, and that's about what it does. Um, I do like this platform. I use it for my podcast and that's why I run that ambassador ad. Uh, but really this podcast is funded by patrons. So when I say there is no me without you, I'm not kidding. You know, you guys, you guys have helped shape this and make this podcast be what it is. And I couldn't be prouder. Speaking of it is time. It is time for some patron shout outs. So, or not patron shout outs. Good God. You can tell I'm tired. Ha ha. Psych. Uh, we're going to answer some podcast questions. So let's see. Let's see. Yes. I've got a great question from Spencer. Spencer. Spencer and I made it through the lockdowns together. Spencer was one of my very first followers on TikTok and was on my live streams from like when I first could go live, when I first got a thousand people following. So Spencer, Spencer is teacher's pet. Okay. I know I say I don't have favorites and that's true. I love you all, but Spencer's special. Okay. So we're in college together now. We went through high school. Now we're in college. All right. So hi, Lori. 
I asked this question in Discord a few months ago, but I'm still curious about it. Can finding your accurate birth time after looking at an inaccurate birth chart reflect a change in personality or someone's life? Is the old chart still relevant? My moon sign changed from Libra to Virgo and my sun, Mercury and Saturn shifted from the 12th to the 1st. You don't have to elaborate on the placements. Spencer, I love you. Thank you. So here's the deal. Yeah, it is significant because it shows you coming into yourself. You're liberating yourself into your authentic self. And I know this one personally because even though my birth certificate has a time on it, my parents always insisted the time was wrong and that I was born at a certain time because my dad and and I trust my dad because my dad has a Virgo moon. My mom had was heavily sedated. They would slow down her labor and, and made it last longer because there were a lot of babies born the day I was born. Um, and like there were women out in the, you know, they had them on gurneys in the hallways, you know, it was that kind of busy day in July of 1969. And, but as a young astrologer, I went with the birth certificate time, which gave me a Virgo Midhaven and interceptions like you wouldn't believe and I was not able to be authentically myself for a lot of reasons because of trauma um, severe trauma and some of that not from abuse some of it was very much from abuse like really bad um, and I talked to a colleague of my guy played around with my birth time for years but it's hard to rectify your own time because you're not unbiased. You like it's very hard. In fact, Tracy and I talked about that. Remember, we talked about how it's really hard to kind of read for yourself. Um, and so I went to a colleague who I know is very accurate and a very skilled astrologer. Like their brain. If you think my brain is astrologically cool and you think of the cogs and the words, he's even more so, you know. And so I went to him and he rectified my chart and he put it at an earlier time and it opened up. Now, this was 2020. This was before I got to TikTok. This was because I had looked at my transits out to 2035 and I was like, Hey, can you take a look at my chart? Can you check the time on my chart? Here's a list of all the events that have happened to me with the dates, um, times, if I had them places where things occurred and he was very excited to get a very thorough list. You know, it's, it's really nice when you're doing that with somebody who's an actual, you know, we know what the other person needs to do it. And so he rectified me back a little further. Um, but my dad's Virgo moon, I was like, you know, my dad's so damn precise. That's where I get it from, where I yell about accuracy because my dad doesn't say uh, good enough. My dad's all about, you know, accuracy. And so I kind of split the difference between those times and my life really, really did change. You know, like I really saw myself in a different way. I felt differently. I was, I was more able to add, like when I tried to act on certain elements of the other chart with the birth certificate time, um, 
like stuff just didn't work out timing wise or, you know, and so that's why I'd been playing around with it for years, you know? So our birth certificates are not always correct either, but you, they, you know, and mine was actually, you know, a good 20, 30 minutes off. But by the time somebody got around to writing paperwork, because there, again, there were women lining the hallways, there were that many babies being born. Why? Because the winter of 1968 was a cold one and it started it started early. I thought that was a joke until I met other people my parents' age and they were like, nope, no joke. I'm like, oh, well, now we know. Now we know why there were so many summer babies in the Pacific Northwest in the summer of 69. But yeah, that's a great question. Um, so yeah, it does coincide with a new understanding of yourself, Spencer. And I, I would keep the old chart around just to kind of compare and contrast your growth. So yeah, you know, if you've had to pretend to be someone you're not, you know, then that other chart may very well reflect that. So good question. I don't want to delete it. I'll remember. Alrighty. <clears throat> Oh, <laughs> Lisa, if you had any, what would be five of your unpopular astrology opinions? Uh, you guys usually know what those are because I say them all the time. Number one, I, uh, whole sign is, is a ridiculous system to use. It's very inaccurate. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it wasn't able to be precise. And in, when it comes to working at the highest northern latitudes, like at the Arctic Circle or Antarctica, we would then use the porphyry system. Um, but it, it, Placidus, in my opinion, and experience is by far the more accurate. So there's that. Um, second of all, just because it was done in ancient times doesn't mean it is correct. Because not everything that is in a culture or belief system is sacred. And I'm going to, I said what I said. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, things, things, especially when we're predeterminate, you know, when people get into the fate and destiny and you're screwed up and you'll always have bad luck. <clears throat> that's just, that's shitty astrology and that's a control mechanism. Uh, let's see. Number three, what would be my next unpopular opinion? Mm. I think using extraneous objects like asteroids is, is just shows you haven't actually done a lot of thought or consideration about the, the just basic celestial bodies. And I think people make it fit all the time. Um, asteroids are very new. And if you're looking at them based off their name, I don't know. I just, it, it, that makes no logical sense. You know, it, it makes no logical sense. Let's make it fit and it's not good analysis. So not a fan. Um, let's see. That would be four. What's number five? Unpopular plan. Oh, black moon Lilith is not even real. It's not even real it's not a real celestial object it was made up go look up safariel okay he he lied he lied okay 
he lied and millions of young people, especially feminists, grabbed onto this. And honestly, I have a problem with all of the fall of man stories. If you wanted to control people, wouldn't you want them to believe they were less than, they were faulty, they were dirty, you know, they needed to be saved or rescued or had to work to become pure in some way. I, I don't know. I, I have a problem with a lot of the origin stories. And I'd be like, but they all must be true if they're so similar. I, I disagree. I think it just shows that we learned very early on how to control people with blame, shame, and guilt. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you, Lisa. Always such good questions. Guys, you can ask questions if you are a patron. Um, oh, Lisa. <laughs> Again. Um, if you could go back to your first year of your astrological studies, what advice would you give yourself? I would say the biggest advice I would have given myself and I could still use today is stop comparing to yourself to people who are ahead of the game than you more ahead than you. Um, if you are just starting something, you cannot possibly compare your skill level to somebody who's been at it for 20, 30, 40 years. You just can't. Or even somebody who's been doing it for five years, if you've just started. Okay. That sometimes you just have to put in the time. And, and, and you know, this my study system was great. It just takes time for things to percolate and, and, and integrate as far as knowledge goes. So that, that's my biggest piece of advice. Stop comparing yourself. So take go. Let's see. Do, do, do. Um, let's see. I think that's a good one for the patron only podcast. That's about Jupiter retrograde. <clears throat> Ooh, this is a good one from Steve of Finland. When considering a transit, when do you consider the transit to be activated? For example, for instance, should I think about being in my Pluto square period when I'm within a certain orb or until the first exact square happens connected to that. Do you use different orbs depending on how fast the planet moves around the Zodiac? Very good question, Steve, of course. So all planets. And when I say planets, I mean the luminaries and the, the actual planets, not Chiron, not the nodes, not the point, none, none of the Arabic parts. Um, so from the sun through Pluto, we use up to an eight degree orb. And when it is on the approach, that would be approaching the exact square. So it'd be eight degrees of, you know, out from exact. And then we have the separating aspect. <clears throat> and so, yeah, you could, um, but you have to understand not everybody will experience a Pluto square in their lifetime. <clears throat> uh, kids born now may not. In fact, 
they won't kids born um well kids born today might towards the end middle-aged it won't even be early 30s mid 30s because of the way pluto's slowing down kids born um in 2024 like let's say january of 2024 would have to live till 2135 which is possible but let me do some math on my calculator because don't make me do it i haven't slept i haven't slept steve of finland <laughs> all righty let me check uh let's see so we've got 2135 and then we've got 20, 24. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the kids born next year would have to live to be 111 years old to hit their Pluto square. So there we go. Because Pluto has an irregular orbit. So you do have to know the speeds. That's why I have cautioned against people saying generate calling pluto a generational planet i think it's much better to say transpersonal now uranus has a very stable orbit so does neptune and i honestly think neptune is much more of a generational marker than pluto is so there's that because neptune has a regular orbit it spends 14 years in a sign so there's that now uh for uh, fixed stars we use anywhere from a 2.3 2 degree three minute orb all the way down to a 1.2 orb um you can get really really precise with that uh but fixed stars are something i wouldn't suggest somebody looking into until they have more understanding of astrology the actual building blocks of astrology like don't look up the extra stuff it's not going to give you any extra information it's just going to confuse things and i'm not just talking to you steve i know you're a very bright man um but <clears throat> i'm talking about other people um so but yeah with the nodes so when people are like oh my god it's five degrees out the mars is five degrees out from the node then it's not in aspect it won't be an aspect till it's two degrees because the nodes shed no rays point of fortune same thing point of whatever you know spirit that there's a point for everything two degree orbs that is the technical orb so uh we have merch for this i i have a hoodie that says i like tight orbs that's right i like tight orbs i tell no lies those were good questions you guys are so good. Come on, patrons. Ask me more questions. Saving that one for the patron-only podcast. That one's for the patron-only podcast. I'm under 20 questions, guys. Look at you. You guys are amazing. Oh, wow. Uh, Lisette's asking me. I feel like an old lady now. And that I don't mean that as an insult. But, you know, 
It's like, what was it like in the previous century? But uh, Lisette asked, do you remember your first epiphany during your astro studies? Your, my big aha moment. Um, yeah. I was looking at my daughter's chart. I was just fluent enough that I really didn't need to look up what the glyphs meant. And I could look at a chart and, you know, I knew my ABCs. <clears throat> and I saw... I saw her moon, Mars, Jupiter conjunction, and I had this flash of insight. It was really like getting hit by a lightning bolt. And I realized I was always going to be larger than life to her. And I could literally be the biggest, scariest monster in the world. Or I could be like a goddess but I was never going to get to be ordinary. I was never like while she was growing up and I realized how necessary it was for me to heal and lead the way forward and, and do the work be, for the benefit of my own child, because it terrified me to think that I could be the biggest, scariest person in her life. When I came from trauma, and I was so dedicated to being a good mom. Um, but also having a child without resources or the right kind of support. Because one, where I lived, there was no doctor-patient confidentiality laws. And so it would have been, it was really hard to get, you know, like a counselor and, and know that people weren't going to be talking about your business. Um and two, um, psychology just really hadn't caught up in the 90s. It just, it really didn't. All it basically said was you've had all these bad things happen and you are forever broken. And that wasn't a good enough answer looking at my beautiful, perfect child. <laughs> I was like, nope, I have to heal. And it wasn't an easy process. We talk, she and I talk a lot about that. Um, and... I was reactive, you know, so I had to learn skills and I really empowered my kids, even though they shouldn't have had to have been empowered in that way. Um, but while I was healing from the CPTSD and other related disorders, trauma-based disorders, I did, like, if I was being reactive, I gave my five, six, seven-year-old child the ability to put me in timeout. But we didn't do timeout as an isolating event in my house because I didn't believe in social isolation. Um, like if my kids went to timeout, a lot of times it was just sitting quietly in a corner and I sat with them next to them and I would we would maybe hold pinkies or something. Um, they were never isolated or locked in a room or, you know, all those horrible things that some people do. Um, so I empowered her to say, hey, mom, you need to go to timeout. You're scary. And, and that would immediately, I programmed myself to immediately just go to a corner and then I would hug my kids, you know, and we'd talk about it. Um, and I wasn't beating anybody. I just, I, I, you guys can hear, you guys hear me. I get loud. And so, um, so as I was learning new responsive skills, so that aha was probably the most important aha moment in my life. And it's why I'm dedicated to the parent-child readings that I do.
um, is being able to help parents understand their kids and understand their kids' perceptions of them. Okay. Because I wouldn't look at me the way my child looked at me, but I also wasn't five years old, you know, and I thought about, well, how do I look at my parents, you know? And so this idea that everybody is such an, and I already believed that everybody was an individual from birth, but that just really solidified it. And so, um, not only did it make me want to heal myself? I then went on to study with H. Stephen Glenn, PhD, who was the founder of resiliency studies back in the 1960s and 70s. And he had a program called um, Developing Capable People. And I was trained by him and mentored by him. And it's billed as a parenting course. It's really a communications course and it's designed to develop resiliency in youth, but also adults. And, and I think, um, I don't think I would have done any of that if it hadn't been for that. I could still see where I was sitting when I had that epiphany. Well, thank you, Lisa. Well, now that I'm running low on questions, I think I'm going to save some for the patron only podcast and where I will answer another really good question about how I personally use astrology. You guys ask such good questions. So I'll answer that in the patron only podcast about how I use astrology in my day to day life. And the answer on a yes and no is yes, I do. I do when I'm not being a silly head and not looking at my transits. Um, so yeah, so patron only episode will come out later this week. I'm going to be talking about the chart of Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm going to read from the telltale heart because it's spooky season. And, uh, yeah. And we'll get some more astrology Q and a, and probably an astrology roast or two. I'm sure somebody will be roast worthy throughout this week. Well, as always, I very much love accompanying you on your commute to work or on your Sunday walk or when you're running the errands, doing the grocery shopping, folding the laundry, whatever it is we're doing together today. Thank you for letting me be part of it. As always, without you... Whether you're a patron or a listener, there is no me, and I am eternally grateful. And uh, may the odds be forever in your favor this October. (laughs) See you next week.